our brothers, sisters in heaven, triumphant, to celebrate this most beautiful day, and that is the day which Mary was assumed into heaven, body and soul, a special grace which our Heavenly Father gave to Mary. Seventy years ago, Pope Pius XII proclaimed this dogma of the Assumption of our Blessed Mother. The Holy Father said, this is not only just a mere manifestation of love, but rather it is that which God has from time immemorial has always wanted to express to his people the extent to which his love comes about. So my brothers and sisters in Christ, when Mary is being proclaimed as rising from the tomb, body and soul, it doesn't mean that we, Mary did not die. No, that's not what the church says. The church says that God did not allow her body to experience corruption. That's the point. And to sum it all up is that it's a proclamation of victory over death. A proclamation of victory over death. Pope Pius XII, during his proclamation, also acknowledged the fact that what God did to Mary was to express the love that he had for each and every one of us. Mary's body did not actually experience corruption in the sense that when we hear dust to dust, ashes to ashes, that did not happen to Mary. Why? We could go back to the mystery of the Immaculate Conception itself. Because the Holy Father, of Pius XII, did say that it is to understand the assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary, we have to look at it in also the other aspects of proclamations that has been made to her. And one of those is the mystery of the Immaculate Conception, that right from the womb of Anna, a mother, she was immaculately preserved without the stain of sin. So because of this, we could see that Jesus himself, who came to make himself dwell in the womb of the Blessed Virgin, a tabernacle which we today call the Ark of the New Covenant, was where Jesus was actually dwelling in order to be made manifest to each and every one of us this day. Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. She was able to see and proclaim. 
Who am I that the mother of my Lord should come to me? Thereby opening the door for each and every one of us to look at Mary as that, as that mother who has come into the world to direct and guide, to protect, and to lead us to the Son. During apologetics, most of the time, experienced people, especially our separated brethren, they always want to, you know, show you that Mary should not be given all these honors and privileges and all this. So they go as far as saying, well, Mary is just a container that was used, and after that it was just dumped. She was an envelope, you know, after the, afterwards, nothing else. But that's not what the church shares. That's not what Jesus himself would want us to understand. Jesus would want us to see a mother who had actually gave him the opportunity to dwell in her in that tabernacle for those nine months. That same mother was the one who actually introduced him to the rest of the disciples and apostles. No other person knew him more than the mother Mary. No other person knew Jesus more than the one who actually held him in her arms, fed him, taught him little by little how to go to the synagogue, how to read the Torah, and all those things mothers can do. This woman did it all. And to crown it all, she was there at the foot of the cross. To conform herself, to unite herself completely to the Son, even in suffering. She was never there was never a moment when Mary was not with, with Jesus. Because the son actually undergo the sleep of death, it was fitting that the mother should also go through that. But as Jesus resurrected from the dead, without his body experiencing corruption, that's the same thing, the same honor that he gave to his own mother. So the church throughout history have always proclaimed that Mary was truly assumed to heaven without his body experiencing the corruption of death which usually set into place. When we die, when you see people buried after some times you begin to experience, you know, that the person goes back to the dust which he or she came from. But the soul, the body goes back there, but the soul goes to the Lord. But here we are talking of body and soul going to the Lord. So my brothers and sisters, what does this call us today for? It is a hope on the resurrection. That's what this 
dogma is trying to proclaim to us that as Jesus died and resurrected and is seated at the right hand of the Father, as Mary joined him, there is hope for each and every one of us that we shouldn't live this world as people that do not have hope in the resurrection, but we should live the world as people that have that sure hope that we will all be reunited again with our Heavenly Father. We will all be reunited again with our loving Mother Mary. We will all be reunited again with our beloved brothers and sisters that have gone before us. So that's the Christian hope. That's what we are here to reaffirm that there is always that certainty that one day our bodies will be reunited with our souls and that is what the church says. It's the resurrection of the body. The resurrection of the body. The soul and the body coming together. Mary has gone first. Jesus had gone before us. So we are going to be joining them together and that should bring joy. So when Elizabeth is proclaiming the mother of my Lord, Elizabeth is not just saying just a mere word. He's saying that the one whom Mary brought forth is God. That's what Elizabeth is saying. Jesus is God. So all this is building us up to receive the truth about the victory of death, my brothers and sisters. Let us go forth and continue to proclaim that because Jesus died and resurrected, because Mary joined him in that glory and is crowned queen of heaven and on earth, then we too will one day be together with him. I believe in one God. Father. Christ, the only begotten Son of God, none of the Father before or age.